Do you know who I am? I'm not Christopher Walken, but if I was, I would download the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. These two guys are funny, so please, subscribe to this podcast or I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. I'm your old pal Sanders. And I'm your old buddy Liv. If you're keeping score at home, this is episode 44, the Mike Holdridge edition. The Mike Holdridge edition. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah, I knew somehow he had sneaking a reference to the bar. I, I was going to go, I was going to go with, um, well, well, okay, I was going to go with Ernie Davis. Okay, Davis edition would have been a good one. Because I think that's the more politically correct choice, and I think that is the safer choice. We're running away from we're running away from the legend of Jim Brown just because he occasionally gets into politically incorrect uh disputes with his wife. <laughs> well, which is why I didn't want to go with the Ernie Davis edition yeah. because I didn't want to puss out. I wanted to go with the Jim Brown edition. Yeah, but are the Mark Albert edition? Uh, the William Schoonover edition came a very, very close second, but uh, <laughs> that didn't make the cut. But then I thought, what embodies the legend of forty-four more than Marshall Street's favorite DJ Emeritus? Is that how you say that? Emeritus. Oh, uh, Emeritus. Yes. D- DJ Emeritus, Michael Holdridge, the tune spinning. Legend from the famous Syracuse watering hole 44s. Dude, how old is that guy? He's like 44 and he's still like living like as he's the man because he's <laughs> bartending at Fagan's. Uh, you know, which, which is funny is that um, well, I never realized that um, that he was a local guy. Yeah, I mean, I think he graduated from high school with Guy. He did. He did. Yeah. They, they Nottingham both high. Nottingham High. And there are, um, there's a John ton. Mike Woldridge and Dorsey Levins. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, did you ever go to Cases and Kegs off of like Erie Boulevard? I went there with you a couple of times. Okay. I know I went there once with you in the middle of the night to go get those cheap ass huge sandwiches. Humongous sandwiches. Yes. So it was, where was it? So you would go down like uh, Ostrom to the bottom of the hill past uh, Thornton Park. And you'd cross over um, Erie Boulevard, and yep. like under the overpass to 690 or 81. It's or, a place I have no clue where the hell it was because it was always in the middle of the night when I was there. It used to be a, uh, a gas station, but it was one of those gas station delis just turned yep. into a deli. And you'd walk in there, and literally two, three o'clock in the morning. I think they were open all night. And yeah. you would get the world's biggest sandwich for like yeah. four bucks. No lie. It was a foot long. It was probably, I want to say six inches high. And yeah. it was dirt cheap. I don't, I, I'm, I'm sure Guy 
turned us on to it or Ben had turned us on to it, but it was off the beaten path. And at that time, there was no, you know, Q's connection. People, we didn't go downtown. We didn't stroll off campus. Like, there was no reason to leave our confines. But this place was, um, was, like a surefire late night stop if you only had a couple bucks in your pocket. But behind the counter was an autographed jersey of Dorsey Levins. Yep. Now you figure because he's a local guy that that makes sense. But it was deeper than that because the dude behind the counter was Dorsey Levins' dad. (laughs) (laughs) And if you guys at home who might be like, you know... Under 35 years of age. <laughs> who the fuck Dorsey is Dorsey Levens? On the Super Bowl winning Packers team who was really good for about four years. <laughs> no, if you're, if you're 30 years old, you have no clue who no, Dorsey Levens is. You have, no, you have no idea who he is. He... A Packers fan from Wisconsin or something. Now, what was his story? He graduated from Notre yeah. Dame. No. Oh, he, he went to Notre Dame and he transferred to Georgia Tech. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's but it. But he never went to Syracuse. <laughs> which is which is odd. I mean, what was the deal? What do you think? I mean, well, I mean, obviously the deal was he wanted to go to Notre Dame, which I mean, nothing for nothing. Notre Dame has more cash than Syracuse sucks cuz we we lose. It seems like we've had that happen a few times over the past couple of years where Guys have like, uh, oh well, maybe they'll go to Syracuse, but they go to Notre Dame, you know. Which is, they always choose Notre Dame over Syracuse. I mean, that makes sense. That that that's totally yeah. fine. I get that. But when he's going to transfer, I mean, that's he's. We're talking. He entered the NFL in 1994, so yeah. he was there with the same time as Marvin Harrison. He's there at the same time as Donovan McNabb, um, Marvin Graves. You know, he's in between Terry Richardson and Rob Conrad. Yeah. Well, McNabb, McNabb didn't, McNabb is my year. He yes. didn't play until 95 because he was redshirted. Why did I, man, I always get that wrong. I always thought he was there for so much longer. I like to tell people that I was redshirted along with McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> Me and McNabb, we were in the same class together. We both get red shirts. Um, yeah, Harrison, what was he? I think my first two years he was there. Definitely first year. But Marvin Graves was 93. And then who was the quarterback my freshman year was that Kevin Mason guy. Oh, uh, you're right. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. But, but they had a really good team during that time. Who knows? They might have told freaking Dorsey Levins hell on you. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, they might said we don't need you. That 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 could very well be. Because sometimes that happens with the tra- with like guys who don't choose to go to a school, you know, and they want to transfer. They're like, well, screw you, you're not coming here, you know. Right. And Syracuse was in a better position to be more picky back then. Yeah, I mean, I guess there was that ten year ten year run where we had Michael Owens, Terry Richardson, and, and Rob Conrad. You know, basically... Yeah, Conrad came in like my sophomore year, I guess. Uh, St. John's Prep, pride of St. John's Prep, yep. Rob Conrad. Who did, who did we just lose to, NC State? What's that? Who did we just lose to, NC State? Yes. It was one of those games where um, they were they were kind of doing a... Um, 
maybe it was a sideline stand-up or they were coming out of a commercial and they were talking about a um, a a piece that somebody did about the legend of 44. Um, I think Jim Brown had come back to campus. Uh, f- yeah. I think maybe Floyd Little had come back to campus and they were talking about you know, producing this, I don't know if it was just for the, you know, the scoreboard or, or the football archives, or if this is actually going to be like a, I don't want to say 30 on 30, but some type of, you know, documentary piece. And I guess for the shot, uh, or for this film, they had taken a shot of a, of a, of an athlete, of a football player in the 44 jersey at practice. And that, you know, I guess sparked some, uh, hullabaloo. Over whether or not they were going to unretire the forty-four, um, but I guess they they quashed that pretty quickly, saying that you know there's nobody they shouldn't there's nobody they should on never retire to begin with. Well, I, I I agree, but like now, how do they backtrack? Does it's just got to be a new AD, a new administration comes in and then you know reinstitutes it? Yeah, I mean, I, I that's the only thing I can think of, you know. I mean, I don't know. There's so much pressure on that guy to get rid of it. But, it, I mean, to to do it, but he's not going to change it because that was like one of his brilliant ideas, you know. Which is f- the furthest thing from brilliant. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's so stupid. It's like one thing, like the one like hardcore football tradition they had, and he and he gets rid of it, basically. He buries it. What I think he can do, I mean, he's got to have gotten enough backlash to know that that was a mistake, right? Yeah. He, if he does, he'll never admit it. What he's, I mean, what I think he should do is, um, is what Old Miss does, and and they have a number of prominence. I, I forget what it is. It might be thirty nine, it might be forty nine, something along those lines. It's kind of an odd number. Um, you know, a nondescript number that can that can you know be worn by almost any player on the field. And what they do is they give it to. It's like a senior leadership award. Yeah. So um, you know they kind of award it to a player for I don't know any number of of nondescript criteria, and I don't know if they vote on it as a team or a coaching staff or whatnot, but it becomes a, you know, it's not necessarily the best player. It's not necessarily a prized recruit. It's just somebody who embodies this, you know, envision of a student athlete, something along those lines. Yeah. LSU started a new tradition with that, with the number 18, you know, it's like, I think it's like since Les Miles has been there now it's a big thing, you know, whoever gets number 18, you know, it means you're like the man, you know. But it's like it's, but it's it's not like 44 where they would give it to a guy before he even came to school there. You'd have to earn it, you know. Right. Which I can understand how there's a move to protect the number because you know there were a couple questionable guys who you know who probably didn't live up to the billing, and you know maybe it waters it down a bit. And you want to say, okay, well, listen, we want to create this hype. We want to protect the legend, blah, blah, blah. Um, we're not going to give it out anymore. But but why not switch it to somebody who's proven? Why not give it yeah, like, give it to it a like senior? This. Yeah. Um, Billy Owens' brother wore it, Michael Owens. He was 44. Wait. 
Billy Owens' brother was on the 87 team. Yeah, yeah, the running back, Michael Owens. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah he was 44, too. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he was. I didn't realize that was Billy Owens' brother. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's his brother. The, well, the there Googling you go. Is, is in full effect. <laughs> you learn something new every day on the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. Um, Pennsylvania. A um, well, this edition, in addition to being a Legends edition, episode forty-four, we are recording this on November sixth, otherwise known as eleven oh six day in the parlance of our time. So happy eleven oh six day, buddy. It was uh pretty good. Uh, not so eventful. I was getting kind of annoyed at eleven oh six day because. My alarm because I'm an hour behind the East Coast. And my alarm goes off at seven oh five in the morning, and people start texting eleven oh six bullshit <laughs> on a group text at six something in the morning my time. It's like every five minutes, bleep bleep, you know. <laughs> I'm like motherfuckers. <laughs> um, I don't know who sent out the original picture of Dolph Shays. You know. Well. I have, um, it obviously started as a group message amongst a bunch of people. Uh, Reardon's on here, Soap's on here, Peter's, yep. uh, BP is on here. And then, then there's a couple guys who I'm assuming are Shaggy, uh, Steve-O, Floyd. Steve-O's on there. I don't think Shaggy's on there. There's a 413 number, um, yeah. who I don't know who that is. Um, a couple, couple other guys. Yeah, I, there was one, I don't have it. Have it saved in my phone, but I assumed it must have been Coop, Cooper, Coopy. Yeah. As by reference, uh, stuff he said in text from that number must have been him. There, um, there were a couple funny things in there, and, and some of them, you know, are callbacks to to stuff that maybe you guys had no, you know, reference to or whatever. But um, the. I have I hate group text messages. So I have the group text message option turned off on my phone. So every time uh, something funny would come through that I'd actually want to participate in, I'd only be texting that person directly. Yeah. So Mike Peters, you know, said something funny and then, you know, he and I had texted back and forth um you know, a few times uh, with a couple callbacks or whatever. But after a while, I was like, well, only Peters is getting this. So I, I'm having two or three independent conversations with two or three different people. And then I was like, yeah, it's just too hard to keep up. I quit. <laughs> so I gave up. But, you know, I'm not – I'm much more sensitive. And maybe because the, just the odds are in my favor. But – um I'm always catching 11.06 a.m. and 11.06 p.m. on my clock. Yeah. But I never remember November 6th as 11.06 day. Hmm. Interesting. But you always remember Guy Fawkes Day, right? I do remember Guy Fawkes Day. Remember, remember the 5th of November. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm so tired from celebrating Guy Fawkes Day. That I'm in a stupor on November 6th that I can't put two and two together. Yeah, that's the only logical 
That's the only logical explanation. For I guess that. So maybe I should pipe down or dial it back a little bit on Guy Fawkes celebration. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Especially since you're Catholic, right? <laughs> Technically. <laughs> T- Technically, exactly. Um, this is another thing, though. Uh, like, I had, like, uh, you know, you saw the picture that I sent from Tiger Stadium. That was 11.06 a couple of weeks ago, right? Yes. Because I was sitting there at the game, and there was a timeout or whatever, and I looked, and I was like, it's 11.06. I was like, and I start fumbling for my phone. <laughs> my brother's like, what are you trying to take a picture of? You know? <laughs> I was like, 11.06 day, man. <laughs> and uh, I was like, those guys will eat that up. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. So then the other day on Sunday, there was a football game on, and it was gone to break, and it was with 11.06 left. So I took a picture of the screen. Then the other night, I was gone to the Pelicans game two nights ago, and I parked my car, and I was walking to meet my buddy. And I passed this old building. It just had a big 1106 on it. You know, it was an old hundred something year old building there that just said 1106. I took a picture. Um, and, you know, I was going to take a picture of a, a screenshot of 1106 on my phone today when it reached 1106. I was like, yeah, I'll put all this together, have like a little montage. But, you know, the Dell Shays thing kind of took the wind out of my sails. <laughs> I sent that one picture of the 1106 building this morning because I was just laying in bed. I'm like, all right, well, I'll send that picture of the number 1106. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of it didn't didn't make it any far, further. I was supposed to go look up these pictures. I have a CD that of 1106 pictures, but, you know, last night, I was going to look at that up last night when I got home. I encountered the problem with my with my wall, so that got pushed to the back burner. So eleven oh six day was pretty much a non event. Yeah. As far as celebrating it like hardcore, you know. But of course I did respond when they asked when Mike Peters asked what the plan what it what our plans were. That's right. Yes. And I believe my response was that I was gonna um yeah, which I thought was kind of funny because Mike Peters asked, what's everyone doing to celebrate? I respond, I'm recording a podcast with Brother Sanders from the Cat Guys. And then Mike Peters responds to his own question. <laughs> I'm drinking Chang. It's 24s, bitch. <laughs> I think it's funny. Like he asked the question so that he could answer it. <laughs> All right, right. Oh, that's funny. He's, he's responding to his own Text queries. <laughs> uh, well, I had a very 1106 day. Um, I am uh, painting the condo for the new tenant because um, because the tenant's not moving until uh, November 15th. Yeah. It essentially means I had to front half a month's mortgage. Yeah. So in order to make that up, I'm uh, prepping the place myself. So I was gonna buy, I was gonna hire a painter to come in and paint the place, and it would probably cost anywhere between like four hundred and six hundred bucks. Seven hundred square foot place, he would have come in, just put like you know, coat of white paint primer on, and then been done with it. That's that's how we did it two years ago when we rented the place. 
because we didn't have time and we had some extra money and it was a lot easier. And because he was so um, efficient and so good and so cheap, that was kind of my instinct, you know, like, we'll just let him, he's going to bang it out in two days. It makes a lot of sense. But in order to save the extra money, I ended up doing it myself. And uh, I am not fast. I'm actually a pretty good painter. Um, it's one of the you know the home skills that I acquired over the years. Yeah. But you know, as I'm going through the place, like I'm just finding like gouges in the walls, and you know, molding that's ripped for no reason. And I'm going to prep some of the crown molding, crown molding, <laughs> and it's got like. All I can think of is somebody took an entire tumbler of Jack and Coke and whipped yeah. it at the ceiling. Jeez. So that's what I mean. Luckily, it came off with you know with minimal effort, a little a little wet rag and and a little soap, and it came off. So it wasn't that big a deal. But all I kept thinking of was was was. Uh, uh, the immortal call of one Dolph Shays. You're fucking animals. <laughs> animals you are. And like, I try not to take it personally, you know, like they didn't set out. These people didn't set out, you know, to make my life harder. But to some extent, like, I don't know when you whip a full tumbler of Jack and Coke at the ceiling. Uh, yeah, somebody's got to take offense to that, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I mean, like, and not to clean it. I, yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure where the breakdown was, um, but I show up the other day and I had to turn the, I had the electric turned on because there's a, um, a shutoff notification on the door of the of the apartment. And it's uh, your electric has been shut off. The account has gone into collections. You owe twelve hundred dollars. So whoever you were renting it to is just a total deadbeat. Yeah. So the chick was a total flake. She, uh, we determined that she was fifty percent flake, and fifty percent was thinking she was playing us. She was always late on rent, but would be like, "Oh, you know." I'll get it to you next time on the 24th when it's due. Whose rent's due on the 24th? You know? It's not. Yeah. It's due on the 15th. Like, that's that's when the rent's due. So um, she was always traveling. She was always out of town. She always had an excuse. Um, you know, I'd say, hey, listen, I got to stop by. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in quiet enjoyment. You know? And so much so I didn't stop over the place for the entire two years she lived there. I didn't want to be, you know, nosy landlord dude. But anytime I would say, hey, listen, I got to get over there to take care of something or do something or blah, blah, blah. It was always a big runaround to, really? to organize that. She was always out of town. Somebody was always doing this. Somebody was always doing that. And at the end, what I'd come to figure out was that she was either subletting. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like she's subletting the damn place. Or even just letting the the people live there because it was the parents of her boyfriend. Um, yeah. And they would have not qualified to live there unless it was, you know, an illegal type of sublet situation. So Wait, um, the parents of her boyfriend were living there? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I de- 
I was able to decipher. Um, I mean, it sounded like somebody was definitely living there anyway. When you first say that, that's always a pain in the ass, and no one was paying the bills, you know. Yeah, and I mean, like I don't know how you run up twelve hundred. I lived in that apartment for five years, and the highest electric bill everything was electric so it was electric heat yeah um electric appliances and then the ac would run 55 dollars was the highest uh, electric bill that Damn, i ever had cheap. yeah because it was that's a ridiculous it's cheap. a third floor unit so in the winter it was super warm yeah and in the summer um it didn't take a lot to cool the place. It was only 700 square feet. You close the bedroom door you're, and the bathroom door, you're only cooling 400 square feet. So yeah. it was pretty efficient. And like, okay, we watched, you know, we watched it pretty well. We were pretty economic about it. We didn't run it when we weren't home, when we went to bed, you know, like we turned the fan on, whatever it was. But to run up a $120 electric bill, even... I mean, you guys run AC down there a ton. Like, what's an average electric bill? Well, see, the way I'm doing my billing, I just paid my first bill. They have a thing called level billing. Okay. Which averages out how much the place does, uses per year. Right. And they charge you per month. So right now, my bill is $120 a month. Okay. But of course, that might change next year because... I don't think there was too much power being used for the full year before I moved in here because the place was being renovated, you know? Right, right, right. But, uh, but, but even on those... Place, so it shouldn't cost that much to... Uh, but, but the AC is the most expensive part because you run that thing from basically May on through October, man. Right. You know, I mean, it's getting cold now, but it was... You know, last week the AC was on, you know? But even by those numbers, you will have you would have to not pay your electric bill for 10 straight months. Yeah, well, that's what I was wondering, too. Like, how the hell does the electric company let it get that far? Like, they really allow you to get that behind before they shut your shit off? And I know the AC unit didn't work this summer because I went over there... Um, you know, during like the uh, right in the midst of a heat wave, and the the um, the the boyfriend's mother was there to quote unquote let me in, and she was like, "Oh yeah, well the AC hasn't worked all summer." And I was like, "Well, uh, Susie, who is the tenant, um, well Susie didn't tell me anything about that. I asked her, you know, in April if everything was okay, and she said, "Yeah, everything's perfect. I don't need to check on anything." So. If it's a problem, have her call me. And, um, you know, I never got that phone call. So I know that they weren't even running the AC during the yeah. summer. So I don't know maybe, how you rack up that much. Maybe they were growing marijuana. Who knows? What the maybe. Rack up that. I mean, I know that <laughs> cost you a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, there were an inordinate amount of fluorescent bulbs in, a, in the place. <laughs> and a bunch of hydroponic planters. Hmm. Interesting. All right, I'll have to check that out. Um, but I did uh I did unload a futon, which was nice. Nice. She um she uh moved out or the boyfriend's mother moved out and uh they couldn't move this futon, which they must have built in it because it's 
it's like a serious futon. It's not the futon that Guy and I tried to purchase uh, on layaway for one hundred nineteen dollars. This what was a, a serious in Brooklyn. Y'all tried to buy a <laughs> yeah. on, futon uh, on layaway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> were those wooden ones? No, 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 no. Like a horrible, like metal. Yeah. That's uh, nice. Real one of the real cheap ones. It was 119 bucks, and you, you know guys we tried had to, to buy it on layaway. We tried, we tried because we didn't have any cash, and they were like, "No, man, we don't, you know, we don't finance any of that stuff uh, unless it's a thousand dollars or whatever." Are y'all in there asking if y'all could do it on layaway? Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, "No, you got to pay That's for it." So. Yeah, I so we, we yeah, <laughs> we had to save up, but this was like. Um, like solid oak frame. Um, it sat like a couch. Um, so you know, had fancy. a had a back totally fancy, eight inch thick mattress. So it was like legit. Probably three hundred and fifty, four hundred bucks for a futon. It was probably more along the lines of a couch. Yeah. Um, I put it on Craigslist just to try to dump it. All I wanted was like 125 bucks for it. I thought that would be easy. Um, but I got a lot of inquiries. But apparently people were freaked out about buying the mattress. Bad which, yeah, okay. I would have never thought of that. Because one, I'm thinking of it as more of a couch. And two, yeah. you know, it's like I think bed bugs, okay. I think of like, you know, a regular mattress. But I, in theory... You know, they're probably right. This thing could have bed bugs. I don't know what kind of apartment it's coming from. It's coming from Asbury Park. They, you know, all kinds of... bed bug capital of New Jersey. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But I finally uh, finally got hooked up with this college kid. And uh, that's who it was intended for. It was perfect, you know. And a kid comes in. And he's like, nope, that's cool, man. No problem. Um, The only problem is... I um I don't think I can get it in my doorway. I got a weird corner, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, we'll take it apart. He's like, yeah, okay. If you'll take it apart for me, that's cool. No problem. And he's like, all right. Also, can I, um, you know, would you take 100 bucks? And I was like, How much yeah. do you want for it? I want 125, yeah. you know. Uh, but I want the thing out of there now because it's got to be out by Saturday anyway. So I'm like, perfect. Yeah, no problem. But – the kid gives me a hundred bucks, and in my head, I was like, "Yeah, no problem, man. You take that extra twenty bucks and buy yourself a case of beer." <laughs> but luckily, I stopped myself. I had an internal dialogue to prevent my external dialogue. Sound like a nerd. I, exactly. It was like it was like cool Sanders and less or not very cool Sanders and even less cool Sanders. I'm one yeah. on each shoulder, you know. Yeah. And and one was like, yeah, tell him, hey, take the 20 bucks and buy yourself some beer. And then <laughs> the other guy was like, shut up, you idiot. You sound like a dork. You sound like a big goober. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I just want him. I just want him to like me. He's a college kid, you know? And then I, need I was. your love. You're <laughs> half my age. I need your love. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, boy, am I just out of touch so i just took his hundred bucks helped him disassemble the thing put it in his car he drove off he was happy but i gave him two cargo straps so he could tie the mattress to the roof yeah now 
they were my dad's cargo straps, so now I got to go out and replace the cargo straps because I don't think he's ever. He said he would drive by and drop them off again, but he's not going to drive by and drop them off again. You what know, the value of those things. Uh, ten bucks, maybe ten bucks for a pair. Uh, they're they're kind of cheap ones. Yeah, um, but that's now we're talking forty five dollars plus your time to take the thing apart. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> giving him the fucking futons on the <laughs> there on his own. <laughs> well, then you could buy five cases of beer. <laughs> <laughs> but he drives off, and then I'm cleaning up after myself, and. Um, there's two pins. Like this is what holds the whole thing together. They're they're uh, by definition they're the lynch pins. Yes, yeah, literally the lynch pins. And so I text him. I'm like, hey man, listen, um, you forgot these, and like he doesn't get back to me, and I'm I'm like freaking out a little bit, you know? Like I don't want him to be like, oh, this douchebag sold me this thing, and it doesn't even work, and now he knows where I live, and you know, I also texted him. The address to the Bond Street house, so he could drop off the, um, you know, he could just throw the cargo straps over the fence. I'm like, he's gonna fuck up my house because he gave me a hundred bucks for a futon that doesn't work, and I'm spending all day thinking about this, you know. And finally, like later on in the evening, he texts me back. He's like, yeah, it's all good, man. I figured it out. You know, I I used a coat hanger on one side, and a, you know, I had I had an extra screw laying around. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's college life, man. You just, yep. you know, whatever. It's a futon. He's, you know, maybe he's yeah, gonna smoke some weed. Yeah, play some, play some video games with a couple friends in his room. That's all. So it all worked out. Now I get the yeah, futon. Madden get high on the futon. That's it. That's it. Um, what else we got? We got we got some other uh, some other stuff. Uh, Syracuse theme activity going on well dave gleese is happy the syracuse men's soccer team is number one for the first time ever i've been following them most of the season um and they've been in the top five for most of the year they were knocking on uh the number one ranking a couple weeks ago yeah and they lost to louisville um but it's unprecedented that's, yeah, I mean, I don't think they have a really good defense. I from what I see, like they don't give up. Like Louisville game was the first game where they gave them two goals, like all season or something. And that team that that has been around, you know that that's not a new sport at Syracuse. Dave no. Gleese, Dave Gleese played on the team. Howie, Charlie Goldberg, and Gary Anderson, man, they were all hanging out together. Remember that's, Gary Anderson, the field goal kicker, the, the field goal the kicker, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were buddies with him, I believe. I think he was on the soccer team as well. I mean, because I know they used to talk about him. Dave Gleese and Howie Goldberg would talk about Gary Anderson, so I assume he must have been on the soccer team as well. Davey's got to be in his fifties, right? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was like in nineteen eighty one. They were on the team. So what's that? Eighty one to so that makes him in his mid fifties. Eleven will be thirty years. Yeah, mid fifties, right? Yeah. Um I always assumed that Davey was uh was from Syracuse. But he's yeah, not. Yeah, me too. He's not. He's not. He I don't know, but he he went to Syracuse on a I think on a, on a scholarship. I think he yeah. played on the team, but I think it was on a scholarship. I think he was really good. And after the senior season, uh, with a with a semester to go, 
uh, he took off. He packed his car and drove off to California. So I want to say he's from California, but I don't, I don't think so. I think that's just where he went. Yeah, he's um, probably from New York somewhere. Uh, and then he ended up uh, coming back, and uh, he works construction or something, right? He does yeah, I he, think does he does concrete. Like footing, yes, concrete, like the footing and all that stuff, foundations, all that stuff. Yeah, he is the uh, he's the predecessor to Mike Drew. Yeah, he's the. Um, yeah, but he's like, what was it, Spuds McKenzie, the ultimate party animal? <laughs> now, I'd never been, I'd never been, I've never been into his house. Well, I was going to ask you if you've been to his house. I've never been into his house, but I've it's legendary. Yes. There's like so he, five TVs, all with different football games gone. There's a pool table. Yeah, his house is like the ultimate, ultimate bachelor pad. He uh, well, he lives on the hill. He lives on Buckingham. So between yeah. between campus and and South yeah, it's a campus, nice area. yeah, very nice area. And uh, I, th- I think it's a duplex. Um, I want to say Howie lived upstairs in the other place, and maybe doesn't anymore, or he, he rents it to somebody else who you would kind of have had contact with. But I'm pretty sure yeah. it's a duplex. Maybe his sister. I don't know. I I want. There's there's some connection to 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 whoever it was that he lived with, but um, what's he have a pool? What's pool his? Table. He's got a pool table down there. He also has penalty boxes, right? I don't really recall that. I just remember I, what I really remember is the pool table and all the TVs, so that we could watch all the college football games that were going on at once. I remember pr- the day we were over there. Syracuse was like playing Oklahoma at Oklahoma. Yeah. Right, and I was right. hanging out there, and I was like, "Wow!" It was just like it was like a big kid's house, you know. Right. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's penalty boxes, and if you spill a beer or uh, lose a pool game or something, you have to go sit in the penalty box. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we're talking about probably 17 years ago. I was at the Gleese Estate. Yeah, BP um, has a lot more time served at the Gleese compound than than anybody else because i think they hung out pretty tight um when he was up there summer or something yeah yeah because that was Um, major dave glee's time summertime we were living at 1106 we would just have these barbecues you know like on nice days and dave glee's we'd always invite him he'd show up bring his own his own beer his becks yeah yeah he would drive up on his motorcycle with his cooler of becks and hang out you know he didn't want to drink our beer. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because he's an older dude. He's like not going to drink the crap we, the the beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd always be packing his own beers, man. <laughs> uh, um, he always had, he'd, you know, he'd always hang out in Fagan's all late night, you know. Right, he was really good friends with, uh, with Mikey McGrath. Yeah, that's who he was buddies with. Because they all played soccer together. They all played soccer together. That, indoor league and all that stuff you know like uh those recreational leagues yeah but um yeah and he'd be there with holly who who i don't guy's not a big holly fan i don't believe who's holly holly goldberg oh howie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah howie yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 but he always be with holly goldberg you know but at the end of the night like uh especially like mondays because I used to work the Monday shift, you know, where it's just like, you know, it's just one dude and one bartender. 
And we'd yeah. like die and me and Dave would just hang out there all night, you know. And he'd be at the bar, you know, the underground bell. You know the underground bell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he'd be like, uh, like I'd be sweeping up and he'd be like, here you go, man. And then, and then uh, I'd finish it and he'd give me another one. He'd be like, you don't take just one aspirin. <laughs> he'd hand it right back to me. And then, I mean, I'm sure you must have hit the one hitter with Dave Glees before, right? Oh, sure. He, he'd do it and he would like, he'd monitor Still gone, still gone, still gone, done. it was um it was senior senior year was when i first met him um and maybe it was just because i was working on a schedule that they'd come in after their soccer games or whatever yeah so mike mcgrath would come in and uh, we'd hang out and he introduced me to liars poker oh yeah he used to love playing that and his catchphrase there was "beat it or call it, beat it or call it." Six six aces to you, beat it or call it, beat he it or call it. Yes, voice. <laughs> and he was just—he's just one of like one of the most positive, happiest people. Yeah. Like honest that to goodness, positive energy. Just—it's unbelievable, man. Yeah, he's it's pure unbelievable. positive energy. Nothing gets him down, and like he's he's not a clown. You know, sometimes you you know you'll you'll come across a character, and you know they're just like, all right. I mean, there's no way this guy is is this you know upbeat or you know yeah. you can't hold a conversation with him you know or he's trippy or whatever. Like Dave, you, you can sit and have a conversation with him. Like you know when i had come back from from curacao and Angie and i were looking for places to live or i was looking for jobs we'd seriously considered syracuse cuz the property values up there are so reasonable and yeah, um you know a college town was um excuse me was desirable so we you know we would go up there in the summertime and you know we would kind of look around and whatever and you know he would sit and talk to us about the real estate market you know, up in Syracuse, home construction costs, renovation costs. I mean, obviously that's what he does, but like, yeah. you know, a, a very conversational, um, you know, uh, in, embracing tone to the, you know, to to the discourse, um, which is really nice. You don't get that. Yeah. You know, with, with you know, kind of random second party friends. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, hey, oh, remember the last time we were together? Oh, yeah, remember that bachelor party we went to? Oh, yeah, you know, hey, did you see the game last night? But, um, yeah, yeah a lot of... Yeah, was awesome. Yeah, a, awesome. Lot of, a lot of depth. Really awesome guy. So, uh, so kudos to Dave Gleese. Kudos to the Syracuse I'll soccer say, team. I'll say a funny thing about Dave Gleese, though. One more thing. <laughs> I used to, like, sometimes I would do some real sophomoric, childish... Thing, but I thought it was funny as hell where I'd like pull my pants like halfway down you know like a plumber's crack but like okay. an exaggerated plumber's crack alright <laughs> and it was like it was probably after clothes and Dave was bombed and I and I and I come walking behind the bar and a couple guys are hanging out I was like I was like you see that leaky faucet anywhere that leaky pipe and I'm looking everybody else is getting the joke because my pants are pulled halfway down right. and Dave's like where where you know, he's like, <laughs> 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 he was so fucked up. <laughs> he finally realized what was going on. 
Uh, for some reason, I always remember that because it was hilarious. Because he he was like he was like honestly concerned that there was a leaking pipe in the, right behind the bar, yeah. ready to just flood the place. Yeah. <laughs> uh yes. So kudos to Davey Glee, Gary Anderson, and Howie Goldberg. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Um, what else you got? Ah, uh, jeez. My my week this week has been so much less eventful last week. Haven't gotten nobody threatened to beat me up in the middle of the street in the <laughs> middle of a work day this week. Um, I was not in any deposition with a guy who had been convicted of attempted murder. Uh, <laughs> this week has been so much more mellow. You know, I'm trying to think of anything even exciting has happened. You know. And I really can't, man. Yeah, listen, man. Sometimes you just need some downtime. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess last week was just so action-packed, you know? Yeah, you were really nonstop. Um, you did go, you had a Tulane game on uh, on Halloween. I assume that's uh, that was the the entirety of your Halloween festivities? Yeah, I mean, I was there with my dad. But, you know, from, it was like, from Saturday and seven a seven day span. Saturday before I was at that LSU game against Ole Miss. Then the next night I was at the Saints game versus the Packers. Then Tuesday night I was at opening night for the Pelicans. And I go to the two lane game on Friday, and of course that's the one team out of all those teams that lost, you know, <laughs> because that's the way it always is. Right. <laughs> right. But it's like oh, coming in the road, and this is where it ends, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a nice night. It was very windy. My dad's like, look at all this crap blowing all over because there's stuff blowing all over. I was like, yeah, well, it's like you ever watch those games at Giant Stadium? Crap's always blowing all over the field. He's like, yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Whenever they have games, you know, I don't know. I, I don't watch that much football any, any, anymore but other than Saints games. But I always have the vivid memory of those games at Giant Stadium. There was always debris blowing all over the field. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's Jersey, man. There's lots of wind and lots of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like that last week. It was so friggin' windy, you know? It was what, probably um, like 60-something degrees and very windy, so it felt like it was colder than that, you know? What um, what'd you dress up as, Jeff Blake? Yeah, I was Jeff Blake. <laughs> I did not see Joe Montana this week, but of course his son was not playing last week. He... He he was back to his humble place on the sidelines with his baseball cap on backwards. Yeah, that's got to suck. Yeah. The name can only take you so far, man. I guess so. I guess so. Um, but no Jeff Blake sightings, no Sean King sightings, no Joe Montana sightings. Man, then what's the point of having Tulane football tickets then, man? Yeah, I don't know, man. But, like, the Joe Montana thing, you see him once, you see him a million times. Because last year, I used to see him at every game. Right. Because the kid was playing all year last year. But it's like, it's not like you can go and have a conversation with him, you know? Right. Especially if his kid's not playing. Yeah. Yeah, well. But also, what I'm going to do, go over there, hey, Joe Montana, you ruined my childhood. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing. I well, talk to these young people, people that people that aren't even in the grand scheme of things that young, like thirty year olds and stuff from New Orleans who don't understand how 
Joe Montana is public enemy number one to a lot of us here. Right. Like, you got to understand, you know, the first time the Saints ever got good at all was in the 80s. But the one thing that always stood in the way was Joe Montana because we were in the same division with the best team, the best, the the greatest dynasty in the past 40 years of the NFL. Right. You know, it sucked. It's like like the first time the Saints ever went to the playoffs was the strike year. They were twelve and three, and did we get did we get win the division? No, we the the Niners went thirteen and two. You know, <laughs> you know it was always like that. You know, it was like it sucks. It's like you'd win you'd win every other division except for the one you're playing in because you're playing with the Niners who who never lose more than three games a season. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, it was awful, and then. Joe Mont- the reason Joe Montana was real to Nemesis is because Saints would always play them tight because they had a really good defense. But the offense was always kind of mediocre. So the way the games were always set up would be, it'd be like, all right, Saints just got to get one first down. The game could be over. But no, they wouldn't get the first down. And variably, they would turn the ball. They'd have to give the ball to the Niners. And we would never be up by three points or seven points. We'd always be up by two or six. <laughs> and Joe Montana would lead him down. They'd either kick a field goal or throw a touchdown pass, and everybody would be all depressed because we just lost by a point in the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Joe Montana ruined my childhood. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's great. Uh, uh, that would be a perfect note to uh, to end this week's episode on. However. We've got some uh, we got some business to take care of. Yes, we do. It's business time. Um, new feature on the Two Sorry Excuses website, twosorryexcuses.com, uh, the Orange Emporium. The Orange Emporium. Nice. Every week, Liv, you and I are going to pick a item to put in the Two Sorry Excuses e-commerce store. And direct the TSEC faithful to Amazon.com to purchase an orange-themed item. And this week, it's only fitting that we have placed Bleeding Orange, 50 years of blind referees, screaming fans, Beasts of the East, and Syracuse basketball. The Jim Beheim autobiography. Yeah, I gotta pick that book up, man. Yeah, I really um, am... Um, looking to see if you can buy it on um, like Barnes and yeah Barnes and Noble. I got a I got a Nook. I actually have an yeah, iPad yeah. with a Nook. Um, now I don't know. I get. I mean, technically, I guess you could buy it. Amazon has the Kindle. Yep. But I don't know if you can stream or or download. Ebooks from Amazon on an iPad with like so, some Amazon app or something. So this is a tie-in through. This is an Amazon thing, the Orange Emporium, correct? The Orange Emporium, yeah. Essentially, it's a it's it's the same thing as clicking on the Amazon banner. But I figured, um, well, people are having a hard time figuring that out, or they're just ignoring us. So um, this way. We'll pick something. Well, you know we'll who wanted it us on this deal? Who, who will buy all her stuff from Amazon through us? Who's that? Allison Shaw Turner. 
Nice. I don't know if she will. I'm just figure call her out. Well, especially you call this is you gave her props for two episodes in a row. Yeah, well, I'm thinking since she's so new, she might be one of the people that actually decides to do that. <laughs> and all she has to do is go to twosorryfuses.com. Yep. Look at the and featured item. She would probably like to get that book for her husband, Bill, for Christmas. So you might as well buy it from the Orange Emporium on twosorryfuses.com. It's it's Amazon Prime uh, eligible. She gets yep. free shipping on it. And you get it like in two days, which is awesome. She gets it for a low, low price of twenty one sixteen, which I don't, I, I can't believe you, you can get that anywhere cheaper. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely you not go in New York City or uh, wherever that is that they live in New Jersey. Um, she's got a, on her lunch hour walk down to I don't need Barnes and Noble, probably somewhere, um, you know, Midtown Manhattan, right? We met her. When you were in town, she came over to Brother Jimmy's, right? Yep. She was at so, Brother Jimmy's. So she probably works somewhere, you know, Midtown West. She's got to go down, go to Barnes & Noble on her lunch hour, pick up the book, which with New York City taxes, I don't know, it's got to run 35 bucks. Yeah, you know? I mean, you basically got to take out a mortgage to get a, to buy a book in New York City. Yeah, I mean, are you going to deal with the people? People. Who wants to deal with people? Yeah. You gotta finance a cup of coffee in Manhattan. Come on, an eight dollar cup of soup. No, 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 no. No, go to twosorryexcuses dot com. Click on the bleeding orange, uh, orange emporium page. It's right there. It's right. All on, I gotta uh, say about New York State prices is we went to Brother Jimmy's that day for happy hour, and I walked in there and ordered a Coors Light during the happy hour. Coors Light bottle gave me my twenty bucks. That gave me like thirteen dollars in change. That's it. I was like, That's it. this is, this is, Coors Light is almost seven bucks at happy hour. <laughs> so, geez, it must really be miserable when it's not happy hour. If that's how much, if that's your savings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Listen. So imagine how much they sell the books for. Come on. You got to, <laughs> don't buy your books in New York City. That's what, that's what really what we're trying to say. Yep. That's for suckers. Buy all your books through. Linking through Amazon through two sorry excuses.com. That's where you should buy everything. And listen, maybe you didn't, maybe you can't read, or maybe you're buying it for somebody who can't read. You don't want to buy a book, that's fine because that's stupid, that's a waste of your money. We're not trying to swindle you here. We're if you can't read, don't buy a book. Yeah, well, why would you? Well, I mean, I guess you could get one of those pop up books. Yeah, okay, but where are you going to get it? Amazon.com. You click on two sorry excuses. Click on any yep. one of our articles, and the Amazon search box is right there. Link through that. Buy your goods and wares from Amazon.com. Put a little goods in your pocket. Put a little goods in our pocket. Everybody's happy. Yeah, everybody's happy. I mean, you're buying the stuff anyway. You might as well be giving us a little sugar on the side, right? That's right. That's yep. all we ask for. Yep, that's all. So, you hear that, America? dot com. Click through the Amazon banner. It's good for you. It's good for us. One day, Dollar Shave Club might even approve us. <laughs> well, then on that note, my friend, with a big fuck you to Dan Orange Stink. Oh, fuck that guy. We'll see you guys next week. Nice, Rita. Right